Welcome to the Cyber Evolution Podcast, conversations about all things cybersecurity, and more specifically, how you can start your new career in this booming industry. Welcome, everybody, to the Cyber Evolution Podcast, the first Cyber Evolution Podcast. I'm Adam Hewitt, CEO of Cyber Evolution, and I'm joined today by Anthony Vizari, who is our head of partnerships here. Anthony, how are you, mate? Adam, good to be here, mate. Good to see that you've kicked off the podcast, and I feel quite honoured to be your guest for episode one. It's it's just downhill from here for all of the other guests. <laughs> Started with the best. I agree. I agree, one hundred percent. Well, so um, for those of you who don't know Cyber Evolution, we basically help people find their first job in cybersecurity, um, and we do this through giving them the right practical skills, but also placing them into. Uh, our organizations of choice, our employment partners, which is Anthony's realm. So I thought it'd be kind of a good place to start the podcast. Um, and we were thinking about doing this for quite some time because Cyber Evolution now has been going for a number of years, right? And we keep getting people coming to us that want to get into cybersecurity, but they're just a little bit confused about you know, what it is. Can they actually do it? And how do they get into it if you know if they want to? So the whole point of this podcast is to kind of break down some barriers. Cybersecurity is a bit of a mysterious industry. So we want to break down some barriers, some common misconceptions, and really just educate people on what cybersecurity is and why we exist. So could be a good place to start, a good starting point, Anthony. The first question of the first podcast, why do we exist? Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a really good question. And like you said, it is a, a bit mysterious and I think there's a lot of people out there that, number one, don't really understand the industry. And secondly, I think there's the other element of, um, you know, people out there wanting to get into the industry, but having some common misconceptions, which I'd really love for us both to touch on today on, on what they are. But the reason why we exist as a company is at the moment, there is a a, a massive skills gap and, and shortage of cybersecurity professionals for the increasing demand of the need of cybersecurity professionals, um, not just in the world, you know, but particularly here in Australia. So like when we look at the Australian cybersecurity market, it's $1.9 billion per annum industry. We've seen it grown quite significantly over the past few years uh, due to a variety of factors, in particular, you know, the, um, the, the, the COVID outbreak, a lot of people are working from home, the need for cybersecurity has definitely increased. Yep. But in that time, we've also noticed that there's not enough professionals to fill the ever-demanding jobs that are that just keep coming out from small to, to larger organizations. Yeah, exactly. And I know you're a stats guy, so we'll go through some, some of those statistics, I think, throughout the podcast in regards to the investments the government's making, the amount of cybersecurity professionals required over the next few years is pretty staggering to be honest um it is it, it yeah. is staggering and and you know that's where we come in is we we help shorten that gap by bringing in students training them with the right practical skills to be job ready yep. then we've also got our employer partners that's part of my role to um you know to to coordinate efforts dealing directly with our employers of choice yep. and then not only do we get the students to a level where they can be job ready we then partner them with our employers of choice who we've partnered with so that they can actually you know land their first role or yep. change careers into into cybersecurity and that last bit is exactly you know why we exist right I, i've been in why i 
I you know, started Cyber Evolution years ago is because I've been in the education industry for over a decade and, and kind of felt like traditional education was a little bit broken. Big universities, big training companies, lots of students, lots of different um, trainings for a wide range of industries. And I thought, you know what, in order to provide somebody an end-to-end solution from training through to job placement, you, you, you kind of need to specialize in the one thing and do it really well. So we started Cyber Evolution with that focus, right? In order for not only just get the training, not only get the certifications, but actually focus on outcomes for the students, actually focus on job placements, right? Which I think now, and to my knowledge, right? I don't, I don't think there's any other, we're Australia's only dedicated cybersecurity training and placement company. Yeah. Yeah. And key is the placement side of it. Like yep. not only do we get to train people, which we really enjoy doing and, and get them to learn the right practical skills. So we're not just helping the individuals on the other end of that, we're actually helping the business as well. Right. Yep. So we get the individual to land their first role, but we're also helping all of these, these businesses. So that's what we talk about. We're bridging the gap. Cyber yep. revolution comes in. We're bridging the gap between the skill shortage, but we're also able to place students so they know that they're coming in once they learn the right skills they're going to be able to land a job not just go off and and then cross their fingers and and hope they get an interview exactly right and that's you know that's more so your area here is post certifications which is an important part that the training is important but finding a role post training is a difficult thing it's a skill just like that's why there's recruiters right and so i think what we find whether you be a uni student or uh, you know, a career changer, once you get a certificate, traditionally it's been up to you to find the work, which is a tough thing to do. What, what roles do you need to be applying for? Um, you know, how do you write your CV? How do you conduct a really good interview? All of that stuff is a skill set that is really commonly forgotten. And so that's where I want to focus this podcast on is you know, more so the post-certification stuff, which is your realm. So talk us through a little bit more about your role, Anthony? Yeah, so I really come in and I really focus on, um, you know, dealing with our our partners. When we talk about our partners, in particular, we're talking about our employers of choice. Yep. Now, these are organizations that are looking to hire cybersecurity professionals. Now, the reason they partner with us is they want to make sure they're hiring the right student that has the right practical skills, but also is going to be the right culture fit. So essentially where that comes in. So after a student comes in a cyber evolution, um, we get them, you know, we get them up to speed, learning the right skills with the right certifications. We then, you know, place that, that student into one of these organizations and some big names, um, some big cybersecurity firms in Australia that we're partnered with. We then place those students with those firms to help bridge that gap. So part of my role is ensuring that we're, we're constantly bringing on more partners and, you know, you and I have been quite busy over the past few months. Um, a lot of organizations are, are definitely seeing the demand and I think they're, they're finally starting to realize how important it is. And I like to look at what's happening, you know, in the, in the greater economic environment, right? Yep. You don't have to go far to realize how important cybersecurity is now in Australia. We just have to look at the, the funds being allocated by, by the government in the budget, yeah. right? So we went from having allocated 230 million in 2016 to cybersecurity. 
to 1.67 billion in 2020. Pretty big jump, mm-hmm. but it gets bigger. 9.9 billion. This year's budget was allocated to cybersecurity over the next 10 years to implement the Red Spice program. So we've gone from 230 million to yep. 9.9 billion. In what? In seven years, six years. Six years. Wow. Yeah. Follow the money, as they say. Yeah, it's staggering, right? Yeah. So when you look at that, like you can see where the money's getting put into. So Australia has a, a significant demand. But I think the other question of that, Adam, is is why? Why is why is the government putting all this money in now into cybersecurity? Because they're being a little bit uh, reactive, right? I, I'm a firm believer that Australia is about two to three years behind the rest of the world when it comes to cybersecurity resilience as a country. So 2016, 230 mil, did you say, or 260 mil? That nowhere near enough. There was no focus on it. Um, a prime example is that $1.67 billion in 2019, that was when they announced Australia's first ever national cybersecurity strategy. The first ever strategy nationally that the government has ever implemented in cybersecurity was only in 2019. Like that is ridiculous, right? It's insane. And so why they're, why they're starting to pick up the pace is because we've got countries and we've got organizations to catch up to. So 1.67 to 9.9 billion, They've invested this heavily for infrastructure because we're behind at the moment. We're behind the rest of the world. I don't think we will be for too much longer. Um, but at the moment, it's a sprint to get to where the rest of the world's at. Yeah. And then the, the other the other way, um, I think, you know, some of the listeners might be wondering, but there's so many people going to university. There's so many people studying cybersecurity and, and they're coming out, right? You know, the, 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 I guess the core cyber workforce has grown over the past few years, but there's a substantial number of jobs in cybersecurity that still are not getting filled. Yep. And, and Adam, I want your perspective here. Like, why aren't those jobs getting filled when there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people graduating from these university degrees, even with a master's? Yeah. So a couple of, re- a couple of things there. Again, post-certification, it's up to the individual to find their own job and it's, that's not their skill set. So they're struggling to find the right roles. Often we see university students or career changers applying for mid to advanced level roles. They'll come out of uni and go, I, don't, I want to be a penetration tester, which is a popular one. But that's, that's not an entry-level job, right? And so they're not getting to that interview stage even. They're being rejected. So that's the first part of it. Um, the second part is employers over the past few years have been reluctant to hire people without experience. They've, they've gone, you know what, it's not that, there's not that much of a focus on it from the government, which trickles down into these organisations. So they're not scared. They're like, you know what, we're fine. We're not, gonna, we're not very vulnerable. Whereas now we've seen over the past 18 months a huge, uh, I guess, a huge flip and change in mindset for these business owners. They've gone from being, no, we're fine, to now, okay, give us people that know the basics and know it really well because they're the ones that just kind of a strength in numbers game now. Um, and so whilst that was the case, probably 12 to 18 months ago where employers were knocking back, you know, entry-level jobs, we've seen, and you've seen, right, the, the now the mindset shift in these companies going, we can't keep, I mean, we personally, Cyber Revolution can't keep up to the demands of our employment partners with the amount of students that we've got. 
Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like two, three years ago, we'd be having different conversations yeah. where now it's just give us someone that's going to be a right, the right culture fit and has the right certifications. Yeah. And, and like you said, we, we cannot keep up with the demand. Um, one of our big employment partners, they're, they're looking at, you know, bringing on, what is it? A hundred and 120 roles, 120 roles over the next few months. Yep. Um, and you know, we, we've even got it to the point now, Adam, where they're looking at hiring people that aren't even certified yet. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. So we, we've got an amazing opportunity for, for our students to, you know, become a part of a program, apply for their first entry level full-time role. And this organization is playing the long, the long game, right? So they're investing time into their, their new staff, six months, 12 months, because then in the next two to three years, right, cybersecurity is not going anywhere. They're going to be, the, well, they're already the national player. They're going to be an international player within cybersecurity. So what we're finding is, you know, finally companies aren't just wanting to pay people just really good money to get experts straight away from overseas, which COVID stopped that from happening, right? Companies have now had to look internal within Australia and go, okay, I have to invest at least six months in this person before I start getting, you know, a, a return. So let me ask you this, because I think there's a very common misconception out there, especially in cybersecurity. Do you need a university degree to land a job or land a role in cybersecurity? Most definitely not, right? I think that I think that people's mentality towards university degrees has changed over the past five years. You know, I went to uni, you went to uni, and we're, we're both not using, well, I'm, you know, we're both not really using our direct university degree, right? And I think that's become more and more common over the past few years. Look, what, and you'll see this as well, what employers of choice are looking for um, is more so people that can walk straight into an organization and understand the culture of the business, not the technical skills, right? And so what we'll find is university students, they might be theoretically really good at the technical stuff. But they don't have the right practical skills and they struggle to integrate into a business's culture. And they also don't have those technical skills. Oh, sorry, not technical skills, soft skills, right? Problem solving, which is a massive one in cybersecurity. Project management, critical thinking, that type of stuff, if you can draw on previous experiences in your old roles and have a basic technical skill over, you know, somebody who doesn't have those things and is just theoretically has a, a piece of paper from a university degree, we're finding our employers a choice of preferring them, uh, you know, the career changes over university students. Yeah. And there's, there's simply not enough. There's, there's, there's not enough people that are skilled in the workforce to, to keep up with the demand. Like we need an extra, you know, is it 17,000 cyber roles filled over yeah, by the next 20, by 2026? Yeah. Over the next, you know, we're talking four or five years, we need 17,000 and we're talking new roles, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, cyber not people, roles. that's not people that are in an IT role or a, you know an entry level cyber role that are going to upskill and get a promotion. That is their new new roles, career changes, university students, um, and that 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 statistic, to be fair, was last year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was more than that. Yeah, yeah. So what? Why do why do you feel like? Why do you feel like the need for career changes is aside from the fact that you know yes we need all these roles filled but why don't 
why don't they just get more people out of university, right? That's that's a common question a lot of people are asking. Like there are students that are graduating from university. Why would a company prefer a career changer, you know, over a university student that's just spent five years, tens of thousands of dollars studying? They've got their masters, they've got their certificate. They're sitting in front of them potentially at the interview if they got one, and then you've got a career changer. Why would that company pick that career changer over that student that has the masters? Yeah, it's it's an interesting question, right? And I was mentioning it before in regards to transferable skills. We see in our employers of choice, they'll send us the job descriptions, right, of the types of people and types of candidates that they want, and it literally says word for word. You know, if you are new to this industry or we're not looking for cybersecurity experts, what we are looking for are the following five things, right? You're adaptable, you're a good communicator, you're a good team player, um, and you've got good problem-solving skills. They're, they are genuinely the things that are preferred over, you know, you can do a security assessment, you've got good networking skills, um, you know, you can, do a, you can do some penetration testing or vulnerability testing. It doesn't say that on the job descriptions that we're seeing. All of that, that technical stuff can be learned pretty quickly when you're on the yeah. job. It's the other stuff, you know, years and years of being um, in, another, in another industry, a lawyer, an accountant, hospitality, and having a proven career that you've got these transferable skills, they take years to craft. So what we're finding is they're, they're actually um, preferring those guys over the, the yeah. university students. And don't get me wrong, uni students as well, um, it's not difficult to place them as well, but we're just finding that these organizations are wanting better cultural fits over people with a, the piece of paper. And you got to look at it from the other perspective as well, because when I finished, you know, I studied for four years at university. If I was reading a job description that said, we don't want anybody experienced, the first thing that would come to my mind is, essentially is, you know, maybe that organization, you know, wants to be able to, first of all, pay less, right? They want to pay less. They don't want to get someone experienced that they they want someone that's entry level. So first of all, yes, they can mold them, but that, but they don't want to pay them as much. That's the first thing that maybe will come through my mind. But when we look at the motive behind these organizations, and then we look at, you know, how much they're actually willing to pay someone it's actually substantial. That's not the reason at all, right? No, of course. No, no, it needs to be enticing, right? To change careers, you're at a certain age, you've usually got family, kids, you're at a certain point where you're kind of almost capped in your earnings in that industry. It's a big reason why career changes look at us is they um, they feel like they might have hit the ceiling in their current industry. So you've got to be, you know, people are financially incentivized, right? Everybody is, Um it's not the only thing, but yeah, it, we're finding that you can transition straight into an entry-level role. Average salary is between 90 and 110K, right? So and that's average. That's your average salary for an entry-level role. Then, you know, I don't, then I don't talking, think a lot of people understand that, Adam, right? Because we're talking someone that can be a chef right now, they can be a plumber, they can be running their own business, they can be working in a cafe, they don't have a university degree. Yep. They, can, they can get the right certification within six months then be placed with one of these cybersecurity organizations yep. or a firm looking for a cybersecurity professional, and they can be on 90 to 110,000. We're talking entry level just to begin with. Exactly. Yep, correct. And then the exciting thing for me with cybersecurity, you can, you can move through an entry-level role to a mid-level role to an advanced-level role 
very quickly because we're kind of at the start of this new wave, right? Cybersecurity has been around for decades, but this new wave of we need cyber professionals has only been around for the last couple of years. So there's only a finite, a small amount of people in front of you. If you get into the industry now, you'll find that you can go from a, an, you know, an entry level to a mid-level to an advanced level role probably in about five years, right, which is almost impossible with any other industry just because it's, it's, it's too condensed. There's too many other people in front of you. Yeah. So that would be the most exciting thing um, for me would be, would be the career progression. What, what about for you? What's the most exciting thing for, at the moment in cyber mm-hmm. for you? I think just seeing how fast and how rapid the industry is growing, like it's a $1.9 billion per annum, um, you know, industry at the moment. Um, And that has grown quite substantially over the past few years since the pandemic's been. Now it is set to grow in an annualized 7.8% per annum through to 2027. So that 1.9 is going to go to 2.8. Now, when I look at these sort of numbers, if you're getting into the industry now, I'm really excited for those people that are that are getting outside their comfort zone. They're changing careers. They're 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 joining the workforce now because over the next few years, I'm excited to see where they're actually going to progress. Yeah. the The level of sophistication I think is going to start coming from these cyber attacks is going to continue to grow. Yeah. The need for more cybersecurity professionals is going to continue to rise. A big need we've seen over the past few years um, since the the pandemic is the 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 ability for um for employees to work from home now as normal life is going back to some some level of norm um, um of of normal i'd say mm. depends how you want to look at it i still think there's a lot of people that still want to maintain that work from home kind of life now if you look at it if all of these employees are working from home or even if it's a couple of days a week you've got to look at these organizations are vulnerable to cyber attacks yep. from home networks and home computers where they're not protected in the office as much as they were. So that's that's what we've seen a surge in demand for cybersecurity professionals. But also, like I said, the sophistication in cyber attacks, it's only going to get worse. So the biggest excitement for me is seeing that someone can, first of all, protect Australia protect these organizations and make a lot of money doing so because they're providing a valuable service. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I'm I'm just thinking as we're chatting, I wouldn't mind going back a little uh, back a little bit to um and we're talking about all the potential good things in cybersecurity and career changes is probably you know the main focus. That's where a lot of people going into the industry are coming from. But I said at the start of the podcast, I want to kind of go over the misconceptions, or it is a bit of a mysterious industry. Career changes, it, it can be a bit of a scary thing, right? Thinking about changing careers, anything, whether it be cybersecurity or anything, right? Uh, and so what, what do you think it is that holds people back or what do you think it is that potentially people are a little bit nervous about when they're thinking about someone who's right now listening, thinking about getting into cybersecurity, but you know, could potentially be sitting on the fence? Yeah, I think first of all, it's it's totally normal for them to be a bit uncertain about yep. wanting to change career because that's a, it doesn't matter where you're at in your in your career, it's always scary to to shift and make change. Like change is scary, doesn't matter how you look at it. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of people just stay in their comfort zone, you know, because that's the way I, I I'd say we're wired, right? 
but but then the other element of that is I think a lot of people don't actually understand the opportunities they have in front of them by 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 aiming to to join the workforce in in cybersecurity. And like I said, you just have to look at the numbers to see um, how much it's growing and how much money is actually being put into this space. And when there's money being put into an industry like this, there are opportunities. When you pair that with the skill shortage, these roles aren't getting filled, yeah. right? So if if you if you learn the right skills, you do it the right way, and then you're connected through a let's say for us, like let's say one of our students are connected to one of our employers of choice, they're almost guaranteed to get a job if they've got the right skills and they've gone through the right pathway yeah. and they're the right cultural fit. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. I think you're taking that on the, first step's the hardest, though. You know? Exactly, exactly right. And it's normal, right? Changing careers is a big thing. So you're going to feel nervous. You're going to be a bit excited. It's about harnessing that and you know using it as energy, right? But um, you know, it, I think the two biggest fears are: can I actually learn the skill? Um, and B: will I get a job? Right? Th- those are the two biggest things. You know, I think if you, you, you use the word skill there a couple of times, that's exactly what it is. And it's not like you've got to do, you've got to learn the skills of programming and coding because, you know, our career changes, they typically around between six and eight months, they've got the right practical skills to enter their first entry level job because all they need to know are the basics and the basics really, really well. No coding, no programming. I think the common misconception of cyber is you've got to be in a dark room wearing a hoodie, typing away at a thousand words per minute and be a coding genius, right? There is, there is an aspect to that that does exist. It's only a very small, minute area of cybersecurity. What we need now is a lot of people that know a little bit about cybersecurity and they know what, what little bit they do know, they know really, really well, right? Then you build from there. So you've just got to, you've just got to have an interest in it, got to dedicate the time. And you know, the main thing is have, have the interest to learn the skill. If you're not interested in it, then you're probably not going to put the time into it. So that would be, I guess, my biggest tip. And then in regards to getting a job, you know, the numbers just speak for themselves, right? Like you can't, you just can't deny what the government's doing, what the organisation, what those stats, you know, coming out saying $10 billion over the next 10 years, 17,000 jobs in the next four years, right? Like there's no other industry now that's screaming out more for these, these types of skills. Right, and they're so. willing, and they're willing to pay a premium for them as well. Yeah, you know that's that that's the most exciting part. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of people. You know, we, we've we've had students that went from being a chef within eight months, landing their first cybersecurity role, and and you know, earning really good money. Mm. So I think there's a lot of people stuck in industries where they feel like if they don't have um, a university degree or they don't have higher education, how could I ever possibly get into an industry that's going to be paying me well above six figures? That's yep. a very common misconception. But as long as someone's willing to come in, they're, they're willing to do the work, they're willing to learn the right skills from the right people, and then, you know, be be willing to be a good cultural fit, um, you know, that's the most exciting part that they can land a role. So I, I feel like, you know, over the next five years, I think there's going to be a massive shift in in what we see is known about cybersecurity. I think more and more people will become more aware through government education as well with yep. the amount of money they're putting into it. So I think over the next five years, it will be exciting to see 
um, where the industry shifts. And yeah. I can just see the demand increasing significantly because yeah. I, I truly do believe cyber attacks are going to get worse. The sophistication of these attacks are going to get worse. Um, and it's it's going to be pretty exciting for the students we're, 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 we're training now yeah. um, to see where they're at you know, over the next five years. But what are you kind of most excited about or what do you think is going to happen over the next five years to the industry itself? Well, I think that's an entirely, you know, podcast an entirely new podcast to itself we could talk about the next five years is going to be pretty interesting i think like it, it's going to be i'm nervous and excited put it that mm. way i think over the next five years the first year to two years we're going to start seeing some businesses heavily affected by cyber attacks um because there's just not the infrastructure there to to support them it will be really vulnerable um but in the next five years I think there is a light at the end of the tunnel. The amount of money the government's pumping in it, the amount of focus that that we've got in this space at the moment, will go from being a two to three years behind the rest of the world, which is where we're at now. In five years' time, I see us being an international leader in the space. It's a big call. You heard it here first. Big call, maybe, and maybe that's where we leave it on one big last statement. I like that. We'll see. We'll catch up and we'll, we'll um, revisit this in five years' time and I'll say I told you so. What episode will be up to by then? Maybe 1,052. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll be doing these. You know, we'll, we were, At the moment, uh, we don't want to commit to doing them weekly. We'll see you know, if the people like them, if they don't like it, and you know, we'll, just, we'll just bring it out. And the main thing is we just want to educate everyone because at the moment, everyone's just confused about what cybersecurity is. So if, guys, if you like this, uh, you know, listen to them all. We'll be bringing them out. Subscribe, comment, um, refer. It, it makes a massive difference if you know um, if you if you share this, uh, you know, to, to your community. So do that. Also, if you'd like a little bit more about, like to know a little bit more about how we train, how we place our students, uh, head to cyberrevolution.com.au. Go through the website, check it out. There's a little contact us tab where you can leave your details, and someone from the team will be in touch. Thanks, Anthony. We'll, uh, let's, let's leave it there, mate. Thanks, Adam. First one in the books. We'll do it again. Bye for now. All right, bye.